I've actually got an intro here Ooh. based on the episode. Wow. Thanks. Okay, so let me say this, Heather. There are six schools of intro. Bad singing of a real song, bad singing of a parody song, confusing pun, disappointing one-liner, uncontrollable laughing, and Heather insult. I think this episode would do well with bad singing of a real song. Ooh. Millhouse is leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when he'll be back again. Because it's the stupid sexy podcast. Can I just say, while that was a great intro, every time you sing something, you randomly go Scottish every so often. I don't know. (laughs) Do you? Yeah, it's really funny. I don't know what that's about. But I know that this is season 15, episode 12. Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. And as ever, you're joined by your two co-hosts over there. First of all, she's wearing glasses because she's got a big old sty in her eye from cooties or whatever. It's Heather Anderson. And over there, with no concept of the human body, it's Alan Irwin. Yes, that's me. <laughs> so how are you, Heather? You well? You well? Well, well, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm well. <laughs> I am Bobcat Goldthwaite. You've heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, but I've always thought that about you. <laughs> I do have that energy, don't I? <laughs> okay, here we go. Right, so... As I say, season 15, episode 12, Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. And as always, Heather, I've prepared a little synopsis for our perusal. Would you care to to listen? I would love to peruse it as someone who hasn't watched this episode before. (laughs) Uh, okay. Season 15, episode 12, Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. Bart finds himself adrift when Millhouse moves with his mom to Capital City. His quest for a new best friend ends up with surprising results when he begins spending time with Lisa. The siblings are closer than ever, but can their newfound affection last when Millhouse comes back into town? Meanwhile, a drunken misunderstanding leads to Homer faking homelessness in order to buy Marge expensive gifts, a decision that satisfies his wife but leads to a moral quandary. Dun dun dun! Perfect! So, what do you think? I loved this episode. I really liked it. You loved it? I really liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good. I think the A plot is beautiful. <laughs> I didn't really like the B plot. The B plot was, eh, it was kind of filler. But I thought it was a delicious sandwich nonetheless. Right, let's get into it then. So, big shock, big shock, big shock. Uh, no chalk gag. Ah! But the couch gag was kind of satisfying. It was a little gardener planting some seeds and watering it and the Simpsons come out as plants. Yeah, it was, that was kind of fun. Quite sweet. So we start off, the kids are on their way to a field trip to the Museum of like Culture, but like it's TV and stuff. Yeah. What's the, I can't remember what the museum's called, but... Um, oh, neither can I. That's really annoying. <laughs> It's, it's basically shite 80s pop culture. Yeah. Mrs. Krabappel finds somebody's discarded lunchbox, which is very girly, and it turns out to belong to Nelson, and everybody laughs at him. And he's like, I can't afford a better lunchbox because I'm poor. And everybody laughs at him. And <laughs> he's shoe. like, my mom has got too fat to work at Hooters. The shoe is on the Don't other let her park cars. Nelson. See, I actually felt bad for Nelson there, especially whenever he didn't have the $7 for the trip, so he got kicked off the bus. Although, when he looked at himself in the in the reflection of the shop window and he had a top hat on, he did look well. He did look well, but everyone looks well in theory. Not so much in practicality. Uh, <laughs> That's not the phrase. Not I, so much in practicality. Shut up. Let me... Let me... Fuck... Fuck... Shoo... Sh- sh- <laughs> <laughs> did you feel bad for Nelson? I just feel like there's a really weird 
amount of Nelson drama in the recent episodes. This series is, yeah, some, some of the, one of the new writers, like, their dad walked out on them, like, 100%. Absolutely. Somebody is dying on the hill that Nelson is a tragic hero, and he's gonna have an arc, baby. Oh, it's sorry, like, arc, comma, baby, not an arc, baby. Like, a baby you have on an arc. Well, it could be either, really. We don't know where this fantastical season So what, it rains for 40 days and 40 nights and Nelson has a baby? Wait, 40 days and 40 nights. That's not nine months, so... After Nelson's off the bus, Milhouse starts giving back chat to Mrs. Krabappel, calling her Mrs. Krabappel, which is like... That's a terrible nickname. That's not a good nickname. It's the obvious It works as, as the idea of a 10-year-old, but they're very confused. Like, suddenly Milhouse, who's a coward, is like, yeah, Mrs. Crabapple. And then all the bullies are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That That is a good insult. Also, who was the weird wee girl in the middle of the bullies? Um, was that your girl? Was that your, was that the one who um ganged up on Lisa whenever she went vegetarian with the twins and was like, are you going to marry a carrot? Probably is, actually. That makes sense. I don't, the cheese I, there's food. something about her about her makes me want to call her Janice, but I don't think that's right. She's called Janice, not Janice. It's canon. We then go to the nuclear power plant. The board's coming. So Homer, Carl and Lenny are rolling on toxic barrels going, rolling, 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 toxic barrel rolling. And they're like, we need to get rid of them. And he's like, would you like, there's a cardboard box outside, sir. Perhaps they'd like to build a fort. (laughs) And, you know, that sounds like a great afternoon. Doesn't it? But instead he gives, he gives them all a nickel for the bar. It's one banana, Michael. How much could it cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> so they go to the museum. It's very shit. They're just watching clips of like old 80s TV shows and looking at memorabilia. And Millhouse is like, let's fucking, let's skip this. Let's run out. And then Bart says a really upsetting sentence. Where he's like, oh my God, you're really huffing from the Bart bag. And I absolutely do not want to huff from the Bart bag. I- no, no, I don't like that at all. No, I don't like I it at all. I don't like that at all. So, it sounds like you're going to, like, I don't know, do coke off of someone's ass, but, like, I don't coke Bart's ass. He's a child. I'm not real. And I don't want to do coke either. I'm a very anxious person. Yeah, I was say, like, that sounded, that sounded like you were very up for doing coke oh, off people's asses, but just not, not Bart's. Absolutely I don't not. see the appeal of doing it off somebody's ass. I don't get that. Neither do I. And you have to have a big sniff of their yeah, ass. Yeah, you're going to get butt smell. Yeah, a big, a big sniff of their ass, and you're all sweaty and coked up, yeah. you know, so. Ugh. And then what if you leave some, nope. and then they have coke in their ass? Does it work the same way if it's in your ass? I, I can't Surely remember why I read about this, but I did. It does. It Drugs does. going up your ass get into your bloodstream extremely fast. Yes, because this is... Right, okay, so this is my next point because that's a whole thing. Did you ever um, hear that thing and it's like if you soak a tampon in vodka and you put it like where tampons go, mm-hmm. apparently you get steaming really quick. Yeah, but also you can get an infection and die. Oh, absolutely, but like isn't that the spice of life? Not to get you drunker <laughs> quicker than toxic shock syndrome. I mean, that's what I've always said, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's your catchphrase? That's the uh, next thing that I'm going to cross-stitch. <laughs> <laughs> so Homer, Carl and Annie are at Moe's getting drunk Homer gets most of the beer in his lungs because he's drinking it too fast and then Apu comes in and says oh, we, it's our anniversary so we'll buy everybody some drinks and Homer's like I'm honoured to drink to Apu and uh, Apolina <laughs> <laughs> and then I did like Apu's line of for anniversary we're going to see Paris Hilton in Paris Texas on our way to Paris France 
<laughs> they basically put the idea into Homer's head that he needs to get Marge a good anniversary gift. I mean, she deserves it. She absolutely does. But this really is the worst museum ever. I did enjoy the bit where the the Russian gymnast who's making a cameo on some awful 80s show is like, she's like, I don't think you understand the mechanics of heterosexual sex. He's like, I'll circle your square. <laughs> And then Millhouse pushes a statue of Ironside over, which whenever I was briefly in a wheelchair after an operation when I was 12, my dad called me Ironside. That's very funny. But I, I never solved any crimes, sadly. Well, there's still time. Well, I'm out of the wheelchair now and have been for... I mean, you could solve your own crimes, such as um, the crime of the dog with the diarrhea. I don't know. For the listeners, uh, my dog had <laughs> lots of diarrhea last night. <laughs> Lots and lots of diarrhea. And I had to take a rug to the dump today. That makes it sound like you killed your dog. <laughs> no, it does, doesn't it? No, I no, wrapped my we, dumb dog we, in, a, in a rug and I tossed him. <laughs> He's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> Dipped his paws no, in I, cement. I, just, I, ha- I had to take... <laughs> I had to take the giant rug from Ikea and three bin liners of stuff that he shat all over. So I had to put it into the car and like it was so, the smell in the car when I was driving was so horrible. (laughs) Oh, right. So um, we cut back to Homer. He's getting kicked out by Mo. The sun is still up and he's incredibly drunk. Absolutely. And he sort of falls down holding the glass and a woman thinks that he's homeless. So she gives him a a five dollars. She's like, I don't need your charity. I'll dance for my money. And then he goes, By the way, the subtitles say that that song's called Hoochie Coochie. Yeah. Is that? It's called Hoochie Coochie. Well, I don't think that like translates from the, like, I don't know, original Egyptian scholars. Yeah, I don't think like they found a fucking gramophone in Tutankhamun's tomb. Well, obviously not. Like, it would be written on oh, the this... wall, Alan. <laughs> how would you write that? Uh, what is a hoochie? How would you draw a picture of a hoochie? I, I, I know how you draw a picture be... of a coochie, but I don't know how you would draw a picture of a hoochie. I know that, I think it was like two waves, two, like three zigzags was H, so that, um, a vertically turned hamburger, and then um, that again. That's the coochie? Yes. So it's hoochie coochie? <laughs> yeah. Are you making up characters for your new fantasy novel? What the fuck? Hakuchi Kuchi? I am trying <laughs> to translate to hieroglyphics, Alan. I love, by the way, that you think the hieroglyph for a <laughs> vagina is a burger turned 90 degrees. Well, it would actually be 180, Mr. I fucking suck it, man. No, it wouldn't. It no, would it wouldn't. Be. 180 would mean it would be upside down. Yeah. You want it on a side? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I've been humbled once more. Uh, <laughs> we go back to Bart and Milhouse. Milhouse reveals why he has been so blasé about school. It's because he's leaving. He's going. He's out of there. Bye, loser. He's moving to Capital City with Capital his mom. Capital City. And Bart, I knew you would do that. <laughs> and I like that the Bart's response is, he's like, what's your mom making? I'll match it. He's like, no, it's too late. She's already transferred her 401k. And Bart's like, no. <laughs> They're moving using the Starving Teachers Moving Company, which is very accurate. Also, the orchestra conductor is working for the company. Kirk is very upset, but the only way he can fight, he he doesn't pay child support, so the only way he can fight her is using his half-hour lunch breaks. And it does feel like Milhouse leaves very abruptly. Like, he's like, Tim is there, he's away. Now, I will say, Kirk's working for one of those guys, you know, that spins a sign for Nuevo Condos. And he is pretty good with it. 
Well, it's going to be hard to be peppy today. Yeah. He does a wheel with it, which is fitting because he was a big wheel down at the Cracker Factory. This is true. Oh, how far the crumbs fall. Cracker crumbs. Don't say things like as if they're profound. I can say whatever I want in whatever way I want, Alan. That's why I get owned online so much. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) So Homer has made some money. He's very drunk when he comes home, but he has brought a beautiful bouquet of roses that uh, Marge is like, that Chevron garage has has, the, has the most na- beautiful bouquets. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I feel a swoon coming on. It's just so easily pleased. Like, Why is that me? She is a lovely woman. He doesn't deserve her and he has to do fuck all to keep her happy. It's really quite impressive. It is, isn't it? The kids are sitting down then and they're watching a mildly racist, itchy and scratchy cartoon. Yeah. Although it did give me a hankering for Chinese food, I won't lie. And that's a hankering you, know, you just got you know. mm. So Lisa finds it very funny, but poor Bart is so down that he can't enjoy it. Like, it's quite sad, actually, how upset Bart is. But he's got a new best friend. It's only old Ralph Wiggum. Hi, Bart. My nose makes its own bubble gum. And then he blows a bubble of snot. I don't like you anymore, boy, mommy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he's like 18, 19, 20. I find you, Bart. <laughs> It's like, we're playing checkers. <laughs> so Homer's still thinking about what he, he's like, I'm, I haven't got enough from Marge yet. And I love there's a slogan that's like, diamonds, because money equals love. Ain't that just the truth? So he's like, I need to get her. So he goes back, he goes and finds a homeless person. And he's like, look, you got to help me out. How can I become a good homeless person? And then he gives the six homeless person archetypes, um, which is what the intro was based on earlier. I knew that. I was just joking when I said I hadn't seen the episode, Alan. Do you know, whenever you talk like that with your glasses on, you're like the receptionist from Ghostbusters. She gets the ride, doesn't she? What, from Slime? or? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Slimer, not Slime. Slimer? Slimer? I hardly know her! (laughs) Of the six archetypes, you wish, of the six homeless person archetypes, Homer picks Crazy Guy, so he runs down the street going, Coke and Pepsi are the same thing! (laughs) Now let me ask you this, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Pepsi, okay. I really, I really like, see, Coke is one of those ones, I really like Diet Coke or Coke Zero, but I think Pepsi Max has the edge for me. Right, so, okay, let's do let's do some ranking. Let's rank the Cokes first mm-hmm. of all, okay? So, you got Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero. What way are you ranking them? Actually, that's the order I would rank them. No, I would do Coke, Coke Zero, Diet Coke. I would do Coke Zero, Coke Diet... Mm. See, I really, really like regular Coke whenever I'm hungover. So I think that's why I don't drink mm. it normally, because it reminds me of being hungover, if you know what I mean. Do you know what's perfect when you're hungover? Coke from, like, a McDonald's or something? Yeah. Because it's not nearly as gassy. Do you know what's also perfect? Club lemon. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, rank the Pepsis. Um, Pepsi Max, Diet Pepsi, Pepsi. Honestly, Dad Pepsi at the bottom. I do like Pepsi Max though, because that's what we always had in the house. Because that's what my mom would have with a vodka. I'm making a sound like a fucking lush, but like. <laughs> You know, so I, I, a wee vodka and Pepsi Max is nice. I don't need one calorie. That's why she did it. She was on Weight Watchers at the time. <laughs> okay, so Bart, it's very sweet. He goes on a trip to visit Millhouse. And I think it's really sweet. Bart combs his hair and wears a little shirt He's in and a tie. Sunday best, the same as whatever he was dating yeah. that wee woman from the Choich. Uh, the Choich. Meryl Streep. Jessica. Not Meryl Streep, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Jessica Lovejoy, yeah. And he turns up and, and Millhouse has changed. And I, I have, I've written, this is what I've written. Why does Millhouse look like a cross between Fred Durst and Wayne Lineker? What's going on Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Fred Durst was who came to mind, first of all. That boy wants to be in the biscuits so bad. <laughs> he also looks like the blonde one from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> 
Everybody, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, what happens is Millhouse wants to fit in with his new cool, cool I say cool and inverted commas friends. So he like humiliates Bart in front of them, and Bart lets him do it because you know he he wants his friend to be happy. But Bart is very sad, and when he gets back to Springfield, he watches home videos of him and Millhouse playing and cries. He's a sweet little boy. And Marge comes in. She thinks, right, here's what you need to do. Go on outside as a solution to all your problems. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, SSRIs, who needs them? Go for a walk, bro. Yep. So she's like, why don't you go and play outside? And he's like, but that's where I play with Millhouse. She goes, yeah, but Lisa's out there washing the car. Hang out with her and you'll be like an owl saying, Millhouse who? Millhouse who? Millhouse who? That's very funny. <laughs> It is very funny. <laughs> so they go outside. Lisa, Lisa is washing the car. She sprays Bart with the hose like, ah, you peed your pants. And Grandpa's like, it's a serious problem. <laughs> but Bart and Lisa bond. And I'm like, whenever they bond, it always makes me happy. It's always. very, very nice. Like, very, very heartfelt and good. Absolutely. So Homer comes home with more money. He's like, Bart is like, homie, I'd like to know what you've been doing after work. He's like, Marge, I won't lie to you. And he just continues to read his newspaper. But he buys her diamond earrings. Mm-hmm. And then she lists loads of fake diamonds to see if it's one of those. But it's like, no, no, it's real diamonds. And then she's fat. She's like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing then. And then they go upstairs and apparently have very horny sex. Like Marge is all dressed up. Homer's really drunk though, so I don't know if he yeah. would he have whiskey dick. I don't think so. I don't think, to be honest, I don't think that would stop Marge. We know after a few episodes. Well, hold on, that's no, right. But what 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 are the actual logistics of that? Um, he has hands. Oh yes, nothing nothing like being touched by a drunk man. Uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard me have more disgust in my voice? I know. You're like, oh. You're like a fucking Nam veteran there. You're like, oh, the horror. So, Bart and Lisa, while playing, discover a Native American like burial ground. Because you and the Simpsons love yeah, doing stuff I also thought as well, is that not the same cave that Millhouse and Bart go to? And Millhouse is like, this is where I come to cry. Possibly. Cool. Uh, Bart sort of casually desecrates a corpse. That he does. Although, I did like his line where he's like, this is very exciting. Like when I discovered the school's Xerox code. One four seven. Just hearing it makes my butt feel warm again. <laughs> They're like, right, this will be our little secret. And then they both get offers from different people for like fun things to do. Yeah, like Nelson's stolen a gun. Lisa's Lisa. <laughs> I think there's like a teen idol or something. His yeah. cars broke down, but they both turn it down to spend time with each other, which is very sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. At school, they're like, like nobody can believe their best friends and. Uh, Krabappel's like, maybe this will lift Bart up and Skinner's like, maybe it'll drag her down. And then we get something that's very quotable and very memed, which is Willie saying, it won't last. Brothers and sisters are natural enemies like Englishmen and Scots or Welshmen and Scots or Japanese and Scots (laughs) or Scotsmen and Scots. He's like, damn Scotsmen, they ruined Scotland. (laughs) The homeless people are very unhappy with Homer because he's continued. And he's stealing all their money. Yeah, but I did enjoy them calling him Mussolini. That was very funny. But they managed to get Marge to come out and she sees it. And Marge has my favourite line of the whole episode, actually, even though I don't really like this plot, where she's like, Homer, you're panhandling. I should have known by that panhandling sign and that ticket you got for panhandling. <laughs> oh, Marjorie. 
open your eyes. Homer makes it up to you. Know, he's like, come on, look at all the nice things I got. You got those earrings. I got you that Bob Seger box set, which only needed to be one disc, but the box was nice. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Homer, you're right. I can think of about three Bob Seger songs that I like. And that's three more than me. What about old time rock and roll? You know the one from Risky Business? You're like, Right. So what's weird as well, that's kind of the end of the Homer subplot. He just stops. But oh, Marge is like, I'm going to keep the diamond earrings to remind you of what you did wrong. I mean, why would you put give them back? But a very happy thing happens in the next scene, Heather. Millhouse is back. Millhouse back. All right. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Motherfucker. Amazing. He's back, bitch. Yeah. It's Millhouse, bitch. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Can you do Fred Durst? Do Fred Durst, motherfucker, for me. Motherfucker. Do you know what my favourite Fred Durst thing is? You know in Nuki, where he's like, why did it take so long? Why? For me to figure it out. But I did it. (laughs) But I did it. (laughs) Oh, right. So Milhouse is back, and the reason he's back is Kirk got a court order to get him back because the judge said he was the most pathetic father he'd ever seen. He's like, I still won. And then the guy walks in, he's like, Repo man, I'm here to take your pants. <laughs> he goes, not in front of my son, please. I don't know why he's uh, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Put him back on, it's not done yet. You're somebody's father. <laughs> and then what I like is they go out of the room and then you can see in the background on the front lawn, Kirk taking off his trousers and giving them to the repo man. Plus, it's not like they took his pants. Yes, pants. No, they didn't take his underwear is what I mean. Yeah. So like, Ah, whatever. I'm getting caught in the weeds. Would you walk down the street in your tidy whities Like, yeah. yeah, but you're a fucking loon. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, so Millhouse immediately knows about the burial ground because Bardus says, like, he's my best friend, of course, I'm going to tell him. And Lisa is really crushed because she's, like, abandoned by Bard again and she's all on her own and it makes her very sad, which was very a very sad moment. And the next scene... She's a bit off with Bart, and he's like, what's wrong? She goes, nothing. And Homer goes, oh boy, when a woman says <laughs> nothing's wrong, wrong. Everything's wrong. And when a woman says everything's wrong, everything's wrong. And when a woman says that something's not funny, oh, you better not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better not laugh your ass off. <laughs> so, um, Melhouse has brought back Monopoly from Capital City. Bart uses it to, he tries to get Lisa to play and he just to pick up a chance card. And it, what, what's the first one? The first one's like, he'll, he'll make, make her bed, bed for a week. week. And he's drawn little adorable illustrations yeah. on the chance cards. And they're like, defend her from people who call her a nerd. He's like, that's a good card. You're going to want to keep yeah. that. And in the last one, she's like, oh, I'm going to use this one right now. He's like, oh, do you have to? He goes, yeah, I want to. And they have a big hug and he drops, she drops the thing that says one free hug. And the episode ends oh, there on that sweet. really genuinely. Actually, the way that it ended kind of annoyed me because if it had ended just then, it would have been perfect. But then they did that thing where it was like Zoom and I, and they were in the Museum of Culture, and it was like, this is what they call a schmaltzy ending. That was very unnecessary. I oh, think. yes. Like, yes. That took the shine that off was it for me, I think. Because it actually was perfect just to have them hug, mm-hmm. one free hug on the, and then fade out. So. That is season 15, episode 12. You liked it then? I did. Liked it as much after we talked about it? Yeah, I think the Homer plot was annoying, but um, I don't think it was the worst B-plot that we've had so far, so yeah, I, I liked it. You'll take it. Okay, so what are you going to give about a five? Four and a half. Ooh, I went with three and a half. Ooh. But actually, I think I'm going to bump it up to four. Beep, 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 beep. 
I think I think it's better than I was giving it credit for. Like I say, I think the main plot was really great. Yeah. Wasn't a particular fan of the Homer storyline, but I can't deny there were some funny lines in it that I was reminded of after going through my notes, so I'm going to yeah. say four. Cool. So that's four and a half and a four. Eight and a half out of ten. That's pretty fucking good. That's pretty fucking good, baby. You might just so want to watch it. definitely one would recommend. And after last week's very disappointing episode, I'm uh, glad to have this one be so good you know? absolutely yeah okay so that's that's gonna do it now next week obviously we'll be back for season 15 episode 13 heather would you like to hear a wee bit about that episode Ooh, a treat for moi sorry i just turned into miss piggy <laughs> okay so season 15 episode 13 smart and smarter the interviewer guest voice simon kyle at a gifted preschool insults maggie then jealous lisa leads her astray after she gets accepted so it's a Maggie-focused episode. Ooh. Have we had any of those? No, not yet. Well, that's exciting. So that's that's uncharted territory for the stupid sexy podcast. Pew, 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 pew. Oh my! So Heather, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. But as always, thank you to the listener. If you're listening, obviously you're listening right now Thanks. to the uh, stupid sexy podcast. Thanks for listening. If they want to get in touch with us, Heather, what could they do? They could email us at stupidsexypodcast at gmail They could tweet us at stupidsexypod, or they could get us on the ground at stupidsexypodcast. That's perfect, yes. And what they can also do if they're enjoying the show is give it a share on your socials, review it on your podcast platform of choice, and obviously recommend it to a friend or, or, or an enemy if they like this sort of thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's time to reconcile. It's a new year. Time for peace. No beef 2022! <laughs> But that will do it for this week's episode of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Now, we'll be back next week, as always. But until then, I've been Alan Irwin. And I've been Heather Anderson. And we will see you next time. Motherfucker! (laughs) But I did it. (laughs) All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. (laughs) Motherfucker!